This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And it's so much fun that this month that we are airing these programs, we are focusing on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn, and <clears throat> raising my hand, I don't use LinkedIn as much as I should. But, you know, that's the, the what I always hear people say. I very rarely come across somebody who says, oh, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn every day. I'm very successful with it, all these various things, except, of course, for all of the people that we have been speaking to on the program this month because they are truly LinkedIn experts. And again, we have another LinkedIn expert. So please join me in welcoming David J.P. Fisher, better known as DFish, to our program today. Welcome, David. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? Deb? Oh, hunky-dory, hunky-dory. <laughs> for long-time listeners, they might actually realize we've had you on before. You are now a three-peat. We've had you on the program. This is your third time. So, you know, oh, you're an old goodness. pro with this. Um, you're going to be the host. You know, I'll, I'll, just, I'll <laughs> sit back and let you just take over. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep doing this until I get the hang of it. Right? I'll it. get it right one of these days. I know, I know. You know and, and we'll just keep trying because you've got such great information. <laughs> Thank you. So for the people who didn't hear you those other times, which is actually was over 18 months ago. So see, this is our bad. Um, let me tell people a little bit about you. So David J.P. Fisher, as we said, also known as D. Fish, is a speaker, coach, and author of eight books, including the best-selling Hyper-Connected Selling, Networking in the 21st Century, Why Your Network Sucks and What to Do About It, and Networking in the 21st Century on LinkedIn, which is obviously what we're talking about today. David's goal is to help professionals leverage the new landscape of hyper-connected selling, where social media, networking, and old-school sales and communication skills are the key to providing value and staying relevant. He lives in Evanston, Illinois, next to a huge cemetery, which helps him appreciate the value of every day and of his life. So thanks again, David, for being on the program again. I always love our conversations. You know, and I think we may have actually initially met on LinkedIn. It's been long enough ago that I don't remember, but um, that, that seems to be my recollection. I, I think you're correct. I think one of us saw a post from one of the, the, the other and mm -hmm. reached out and started a conversation. Right, which is exactly what we're talking about. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because, you know, I mentioned at the start of the program, so many people are on LinkedIn. You know, I, I looked up LinkedIn stats and they're, according to them, they are approaching 600 million mm -hmm. people. That's a lot of people. Um, and, you know, and, and, Granted, about 40%, according to them, are active every day, but that means 60% aren't. And, you know, and, and, and hello, I'm one of those people, you know, and, and it is something where we all tend to think of LinkedIn, I think, in many cases, as the place to go when you're in the job market. So we cut, we paste our resume, there's a flurry of activity, we get a job and <laughs> crickets again. But it's, it's so much more than that. And so let's, let's kind of start at the beginning with... What do you consider to be hyper-connected selling? 
Well, for me, the idea of the hyper-connected landscape that we're in really revolves around the fact that we are connected to each other uh, in a way that we've never been before. Mm-hmm. That's really where technology has come in. Um, as you said, the, the fact that we were able to connect, we, we don't live near each other, we're in different parts mm-hmm. of the country, and literally with a couple clicks, um, we could reach out, start a relationship. I mean, that is so important. Mm-hmm. And what I really think for professionals these days, what that also means is when we sell, and, and I'm going to you sell in a very broad sense. Yes, you might be a salesperson. You might be a business owner, an entrepreneur, and actively mm-hmm. selling, but you might be selling yourself to try to get a job, right? right. right. Um, you might just trying to um, influence your peers in your industry or your mm-hmm. field. We, we used to think of sales as transactional mm-hmm. and finite and, okay, I want to try to create something right now. So now I'm going to reach out. I'm going to cold call, for example, and try mm-hmm. to make something happen where really we have this resource through technology that we can use to create a broad and robust presence that actually precedes us uh, into every relationship that we have. And one of the things I talk about actually in the book, Hyperconnected Selling, is the idea of being a sales Sherpa. Mm-hmm. And you know, Sherpas guide people up the mountains. We need, as professionals, to be able to guide our networks, to guide our prospects, our partners, our customers, um, through the challenges that they have that we can help with, right? Whatever it is that, whatever service you bring to the market. Mm -hmm. And so it's not something that, as you said, I need to look for a job. You you put that effort in for a month, you get the job and you forget about it. Mm -hmm. It has to be a slow drip over time. And that is a huge shift and one that, as as we know, uh, people still struggle with. Mm You know, and it's for me. LinkedIn is all about building that network. Um, you know, I've I've shared, and it's been quite a while since I shared this. But when I moved from Denver to Atlanta, we knew far in advance. You know, we had at least a, a year's notice, and so about six months before the actual move, I used LinkedIn to reach out to people here in Atlanta. And, you know, and, and I just randomly picked a zip code because I had no idea where we'd be living <laughs> and, you know, happened actually happened to pick the right one. So that was kind of cool. But, um, you know, and, and, and I said, okay, you know, who are the connections within 10 miles of that zip code? Well, of course it's Atlanta. So there's a gazillion bazillion, but I reached out to the, you know, then I looked at the profiles and I would reach out to folks and I would say just something simple along the lines of, hi, you know, this is Deb Creer. I am moving from Denver to Atlanta in the, you know, in, in next year is probably what I said, or, you know, in May of, of 2012. Uh-huh. And, you know, just looking to build my network before I move. That's all I said. Every single person connected with me. There was not one that didn't. Um, you know, because I didn't ask them for anything. I didn't try to sell them anything. You know, and, and so then I had this, this initial network. Then when I got here, I went back to those people and I had over a hundred. So there was, you know, quite a few. Nice. Sent them a note, said, you know, hey, I'm here now. I would love to take you to coffee to get to know more about you. Again, I didn't sell myself, didn't talk about anything like that. And I had probably 50 people that said, sure, would love to do that. Uh, lots of coffee during that time period. <laughs> and only one right. actually made me pay for it myself. Uh, you know, and, and, but I made some connections that I still talk to every single day. And we've been here six years. So you know, it was a great way for me to build my network and do it remotely. Um, you know, and, and, and I, but again, I wasn't asking for anything. I wasn't selling anything. It was just, hey, you know, building my network. 
Right. Well, and uh, I think something that's really great about that story is that you weren't looking for something originally mm-hmm. when you reached out, but that doesn't mean that you weren't going to ask in the future. Right. And that's okay. Everybody knows that. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One of the, the things that kind of is a, a mantra for me, um, mm-hmm. both on LinkedIn and really on all these platforms is the idea that the, the best uh, time to fix the roof is uh, when the sun is still shining, right? right? Or, you know, dig the well before mm-hmm. you're thirsty. And when you can just reach out to somebody and say, hey, as you, as you mentioned, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'd like to connect because maybe in the future I can help you or you could help me. Mm-hmm. Let's get to know each other. People are very open to that. And then you build a relationship. And when you do need something uh, that they, that person can help with, it's a very easy ask. Mm-hmm. And they want to help you, right? right? Well, and you know, one of the things that you talk about a lot is exactly what happened with me. I had this online connection and then I took it offline and we met in person. Right. Why is it so important to have kind of that combination? And obviously, you know, that doesn't always happen because there are sometimes thousands of miles in between us. But when we can do that, why is that so important? Human beings are wired for interpersonal communication, right? Mm-hmm. That that one-on-one conversation. And I think a mistake that people have made in the past and continue to make is that we are going to replace that interpersonal offline human-human connection with our, our digital communication. Mm-hmm. And that's just not it. What I think we want to do is look at social media, digital communication, whatever you want to call it, as an adjunct, as something that actually helps our offline conversations. Mm-hmm. We haven't spoken in 18 months, right? Right. But I've seen your posts, mm-hmm. you've seen mine, mm-hmm. and the fact that we can then have this offline conversation and not have to start from scratch mm-hmm. Oh, that's so powerful. Right. Um, and I think one of the biggest mistakes or misconceptions that people have, I, I just saw this yesterday. You might have seen these posts as well. Someone had posted an article about the power of social media in sales. And mm-hmm. that's the world that I'm in. So I see a lot of these articles. And some sales manager w- posted uh, a comment. I disagree. You still need to have the, the, the offline conversation and that will never be replaced. Now, first of all, it's very ironic that he's complaining about well, social media on social media, but that was just a great example of somebody who doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. Of course, social media doesn't replace offline conversations. Of course, you're not going to sell somebody something on Twitter, but you're going to move the conversation along. And if you think about what your relationships really are, they're just a point, or excuse me, a series of points of interaction could be offline, could be a phone call, could be a meeting, could be at a, a conference where you have a quick conversation, could be a tweet, could be a, a LinkedIn post, uh, you know, a phone call. And we have all of these tools that we have to now put together. And when we do, it's super powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, and we've been doing that for years, you know, with, you know, we'd meet somebody at a networking thing and then we'd meet them at maybe a social event and all these various things. We've just added another layer to it. Yep, exactly. It's just another tool in your tool chest, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the, the right approach to take. Again, not everybody takes that approach, but I think it's probably the most effective one out there right now. Right. You know, and it's funny. One of the things that, that I always compare is other social media, you know, and, and so I'm looking at Facebook and then I'm looking at LinkedIn and 
Facebook, people are there for obviously a very different reason. They are there to be entertained. They're there to see pictures of, you know, somebody's grandkids, the, the cat movie, all of those various things. And because of that, we get to know them. But, you know, then we go to LinkedIn and it's, it's different. I mean, people are posting about business things. So we get to know them from a, a business perspective. But I think one of the biggest mistakes that I see from people, and <clears throat> I'll raise my hand on this one too, is we don't post enough on LinkedIn. Um, you know, again, back to the crickets. We've got our profile, you know, we might go in every once in a while. But why is it so important to be active on LinkedIn? Okay, so that's a couple hours. There were hours. lots of things in there, right? <laughs> I was about to say, there's a couple hours of answers that I could give. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as far as the sharing of content and why that is so important, uh, the profile obviously is critical, and we can touch on that later. But I, I call that static content, right? Mm-hmm. It's there. It's always there for uh, digesting by mm-hmm. your audience. One, But you can kind of set it and forget it. Right. right? You tweak it, but once it's there, it's there. Mm-hmm. The dynamic content, the things that we share on a regular basis are actually what engages other people. Mm-hmm. First of all, just on a technical level, right? The more you share, the more likely you are to show up in the news feeds right. of your network, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying to approach this like Twitter where you could you know, p- tweet every hour and you'd be fine. But even just going once a day, even twice a day, or mm-hmm. at least a couple times a week, it shows a real-time, uh, or it gives a real-time glimpse of what you are working on in your career. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest mistakes we make right now is we think other people think about us a lot more than they actually do. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm yeah, Right? <laughs> and we forget that because we live in our brains 24-7. So we're mm-hmm. always thinking about the things that are important to us. We think that everybody else remembers the things that we work on, that we're focused on. I actually just uh, was making some some videos yesterday uh, promoting the books that I've I've written. And I've written, you know, eight books over the last five years, but I have to keep talking about it because yes, they, they live in my heart and in boxes next to my desk all mm-hmm. the time, but everybody else, it's just a little sliver of what they're thinking about. And mm-hmm. so that's why continue continuing to post content and just as importantly, if not more so, engaging with other people's, you know, even just that like or that quick comment, mm-hmm. just a way to say, hey, I'm still here. Uh, I, I see you. I recognize you. And again, that little point of interaction goes a long way to helping you build that relationship. Right. Well, you know, you're obviously on LinkedIn a lot. I'm assuming more than, you know, once or twice a week. <laughs> I uh, am. So what are some of the content sharing trends that you're seeing? Oh, boy. Uh, so there's a couple that are um, really standing out right now. The first and it's been a huge shift, has been native video. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ability to put video into you know a, a post, send it out, that is huge and it's really powerful. Um, people are starting to take advantage of that. Um, the ability to, you know, we all have video studios in our pockets. I mean, our right. phones, I, I mean, right now, the phone that I have is probably the best camera I've ever owned. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And so the ability to make a short video, I, I was actually um, uh, 
I have a, an article I was talking to somebody about where I go through how salespeople, and, and this I think applies to all professionals, can make videos for LinkedIn where they actually look at a piece of content that they found somewhere else mm-hmm. and just write or um, record a one or two minute video saying, hey, this is why I think this is a great article mm-hmm. and then sharing it. Um, super powerful. I think that that's really uh, valuable. Right. Uh, we and are we s- like seeing other people. You know, if oh, I, if I'm, you know, scrolling through, in fact, I'm scrolling through my feed right now and, and <laughs> there is a, a video where somebody is, you know, it's, it's their native and it says it's, you know, a whopping minute and 37 seconds long. It caught my attention. I don't know this person, but it's like, Oh, what's he talking about? Absolutely. And even if you didn't watch the video, you saw his name, you saw mm-hmm. his face, you know what? That's just a little check mark in mm-hmm. your mind. Right. right. Um, I, I, I ha, have been using, obviously, LinkedIn for, for quite a while, and I am very active. I love running into people in the offline world, and they start telling me about all the things I'm doing. They, they, they make me uh, feel like I actually am busy. <laughs> but right. They're like, hey, I saw you, you, you were speaking, so I'll put a lot of photos up. You know, if I'm traveling for a speaking gig or when I just go to offline networking, mm-hmm. either event or with some friends, I'll take a picture. Hey, we're out networking. That can be really valuable. Again, connecting with the visual part of our minds. Uh, and I, I do think that's still the, the ability to read an article. Um, again, some people are content creators like me. A lot aren't, and that's fine. But if you are reading an article that's relevant to your network, you're like, hey, this is an interesting article about business in general or my field or profession, whatever it is, being able to just throw that up on LinkedIn with mm-hmm. that one or two sentences, hey, I found this article. I thought it was really interesting because of X. You might want to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. So right. powerful. Well, and the important thing to note here is, again, you're not selling something. It's not like, hey, this great article from me. <laughs> you know, now, you do have to do that. You know, we want to make sure that people understand it. But when you're sharing other people's content, I think that's one of the most valuable things you can do. Exactly. I, I, I mentioned the idea earlier about being a sales Sherpa. Mm-hmm. And really, that stems from the fact that information is everywhere. Information has really become a commodity. Mm-hmm. And so, when we think about how we can serve others, it's really uh, about providing insights. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a concept where it's not just the information, but what are you going to do with the information? Mm-hmm. And more importantly, what do the people you serve, what can they do with the information? Right. right? And that's, and, and if you keep doing that, not talking about your services, you know, again, not selling yourself, but just saying, hey, I have some expertise in this area. Mm-hmm. When that person does need your services, they're going to be the one, you're going to be the one that they reach out to. Right. Hey, you, you established yourself as kind of that content leader, that thought leader, you know, and, 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 and again, it doesn't have to be your own content. Uh, you know, some of the best things that I have ever gotten feedback on, you know, whatever the social media platform, are things that somebody else wrote. Absolutely. Hang on to people's coattails. Mm-hmm. If you have uh, some colleagues in your industry who create good content, share it out. Right. Uh, that does help you, right? That, mm-hmm. that, uh, that halo effect mm-hmm. is really powerful. I mean, it's like a, a mechanic. Uh, you, you don't need a mechanic until your car breaks. Right. In the same way, most of the people you serve don't need you until mm-hmm. they need you. Right. But 
something like LinkedIn allows you to just be in front of them on a regular basis mm-hmm. over and over. So when they're like, oh my goodness, I, I need an attorney. Oh my goodness, I need graphic designer. Whatever it is you do, you're the one that's on the short list. Mm-hmm. You're the one right. they call. Right. Well, and there's another little added benefit that, that sometimes happens. If you're sharing someone else's content on you know, a fairly routine basis, you know, so you know, maybe I share your content on a routine basis, you will hopefully notice that. Right. And, you know, and, and that is how some people, you know, we, we, you know, back to talking about networks. It's a great way to build your network to get somebody's attention as opposed to immediately saying, hey, David, I, you know, we've built that relationship. You know, I've shown that I value what you're talking about before I ever ask for anything or even maybe say, you know, hey, let's connect. And, you know, I, it's, so that's a, a great way to kind of start gently nudging that person to say, hey, look at me. Right on. I mean, just the the ability to post a piece of content, tag them on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I found so-and-so's article. Mm-hmm. It was really useful. Um, check it out. I, as somebody who does a lot of content creation, people do that to me all the time. And mm-hmm. guess what? <laughs> I do notice. Right. And, oh, yeah. I, I, and, I, and it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a little bit of an ego stroking thing. That's great. Mm-hmm. And, and not even just my ego. It's always nice to know somebody's reading what you right. wrote. I know. That's really not crickets <laughs> of the other thing. You know, I'm posting and nobody's paying any attention. Yeah, you're not just shouting out into the mm-hmm. void. But those people, when they reach out, yes, I'm going to pay attention to them. Yes, I'm going to respond to them uh, if they email me or reach out on LinkedIn. So I I think that it's a really good way of, again, giving to somebody without actually having to exchange money, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So what are some of the other content sharing trends that you're seeing? So uh, we we talked about video, which is huge. Uh, We we touched on photos and images, Mm -hmm. really, really powerful. the sharing of content, especially other people's content. Mm -hmm. And then something that has really taken off is kind of the long form posts. Right. And I'm being very specific, long form posts, not the articles on LinkedIn, right? Because there's publisher where you can write basically full on blog articles. Mm -hmm. The the long form posts, you're you're probably talking a couple hundred words, right? Um, You know, five, six, seven paragraphs, mm-hmm. that can be very useful as well. Uh, what I've seen as far as engagement on those types of posts is they do have to be relevant. Right. Uh, there's there's um, something which I deplore uh, on, on LinkedIn, which unfortunately does get a lot of traction, which is uh, I saw an article calling them broetry. Ah. which is the, the long form bro content mm-hmm. where somebody's like, I was, I was broke and living on my friend's couch. Mm-hmm. And then through nothing but hustle and perseverance in 12 months, I had a, you know, I sold my company for $5 million and you're like, okay, dude, yeah, calm, no. calm mm-hmm. down a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little over the top. Um, but you can have, I think the, the biggest thing to learn from that is you can have longer content mm-hmm. that is going to take 30 seconds, a minute to read. It doesn't have to be this quick blast of information where if it's relevant, people will read it. Right. And so I, I found that that's really good too. Um, well, and you just mentioned the very important word, relevant. And, you know, the tricky thing is 
LinkedIn only shows three lines of the, right. the post, and then you get the, the nebulous see more. So if you <laughs> haven't caught their attention or you know, shown them that something is relevant within those first three lines, scroll, scroll. <laughs> you know, you yep. just missed it. Yeah. One, and this is not a specific type of content, but one thing that I think has really helped me with a wide variety of content types is what I'll do is if I'm putting a video up, I'm putting, you know, sharing a video, uh, sharing a post, picture, whatever it is, I'll try to tag two, three, four people, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, so-and-so, this is something we were talking about, or, oh, so-and-so, and so-and-so, and so-and-so, this might be relevant. Mm -hmm. I do that for two reasons. One is because, right, that pings them. So mm -hmm. then the fact that they get pinged, they'll usually engage with it. And that right. does help the algorithm uh, show your content to more people. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, if I, if I can't think of a few people in my network who would find this relevant, I've made bad content. Right. 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 You, so you shouldn't be sharing it. I mean, if at, least, yeah. if at least four or five people aren't going to like it, then what's the point? That's exactly right. So that, that's a great way, again, of using the technical aspects of the platform to uh, extend your reach, mm -hmm. but also to really have a uh, kind of an audit. Is this worth putting out there? Mm -hmm. So right. that's, I, so those are, I think, some of the big types of content that I'm seeing that are really getting traction mm -hmm. these days. Well, and you know, I I want to you know address the the tagging a little bit more. Be very careful with it. Um, you know, you mentioned four or five people. That's probably about the max. Yep. Um, you know, I have several people on Facebook who routinely tag ninety nine of us because it will let you do ninety nine. <laughs> now it's great information. I mean, you know, I've I've had that happen before when it's stuff that's like no, uh, uh, no, you know, and and they just wanted it to go into my newsfeed, um, but. You know, they just wanted to make sure that I saw it. Well, you know, no, you know, that's, I, I'm not going to see it. One of the very first things I do is I go in and I remove the tag because even if it's great content, I don't want to keep seeing all sorts of stuff that, that appears to it. Right. And, and so be very judicious with that. But, um, you know, and, and obviously tag people that you think really might read it, you know, tagging Richard Branson. Okay, that's great, but he's probably not going to read your post. Um, yeah, you know, probably and, not. Yeah, and but that comes back to you know the, building your network and building those relationships. You know, <coughs> excuse me. We don't want to. We want to be building relationships. We don't want to be you know so pie in the sky that that we're wasting our time. That's exactly right. It's really interesting. You know, we're having this conversation about LinkedIn. And we've touched on some of the technical aspects, but really what we're talking about is relationship building, mm -hmm. right? And one of the things that often comes up in conversations is people are saying, well, how do I use it? What's the etiquette? Mm -hmm. you know, what, I want to make sure I don't make mistakes. One of my, the first responses I always have in that situation is, if you wouldn't do it offline, don't do it online. Right. But to your point of tagging 99 people, you want to walk in a room and say, hey, you and 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 you pay attention to me. In the same way, you know, there's the stereotype of the the insurance salesperson, right? Who always, every time you see him is like, hey, you want to buy some insurance? You wouldn't do that in the offline world, hopefully not. Right. Don't do it online. So if your content is always buy from me, buy from me, buy from me, don't do that. Mm -hmm. uh, use the same etiquette you would, again, in an offline relationship and just bring that into the, the online world. Mm -hmm. Yes, share something about yourself and your products and services. 
but then share other content that people are creating. Share things that uh, are relevant to the industry or, you know, if you're very involved in your, uh, your profession or maybe a local networking group, take pictures of that. Mm-hmm. You can. You mentioned Facebook earlier. Should you put personal stuff on LinkedIn? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But judiciously, right? right? You, a great example. You and I, uh, before we recorded, we'll have a conversation that touches on more personal things than professional, right? Um, and that's okay, mm-hmm. right? You can do the same thing. You don't have to again post all the pictures of your your kids, but let's say your high schooler just graduated valedictorian. Mm-hmm. You should be proud. Put that right. out there because your network does want to know. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. again, that makes you more human. Mm-hmm. Because we build relationships with humans. And I think that's where so many people kind of drop the ball is they think, well, I can be fun and whatever on LinkedIn and, and, and Facebook, but I have to be so professional on or, uh, Twitter and right. Facebook. And then, but I have to be so professional on LinkedIn. Well, you know, it's okay to ever once in a while, as you said, talk about those fun little personal things, um, you know, and, and especially if you think your network wants to know about it, uh, you know, um, a great example, one of the things that a lot of people know about me is that we show dogs, we show beagles. And so it might be every once in a while, I might post a, a, a win picture um, yep. you know, and say, hey, you know, look what's happened uh, because my, you know, my beagles are my kids, you know, and, and <laughs> but if I did it all the time, then people aren't going to care. Plus, you know, somebody's going to say, hey, you do not realize this is LinkedIn. Um, but, but yeah, so it's, it's okay to post some of those things, especially if they're milestones. I mean, you know, that's, that's okay. Absolutely. And as you said, we build relationships with humans. We are fully realized three-dimensional individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you want to make sure you bring your best self, you know, to LinkedIn. Again, if you went to, let's say, a, a conference and you go to a cocktail reception at the, uh, the end of the day, you, you can share who you are as a human. You're going to keep the conversation mm-hmm. focused a little differently, right? Right. But it is, again, who you are, what you're about. I, one of my latest books uh, as a fun project, I wrote 365 haiku about living ah. in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I wrote one a day for a year. It was kind mm-hmm. of a fun project. And I put that, you know, I published it. And I talk about that on LinkedIn. It's, it's not about, you know, networking or sales uh, per se, mm-hmm. but it's something, it's a creative project that I'm proud of. And, and in fact, a lot of people in my network have engaged. They bought the book, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that doesn't take away from who I am. It actually uh, gives more to the story that is me. And so right. I think people need to, to realize they can be fully realized mm-hmm. individuals. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a great post right now where someone, a, a woman, shared this post, and it's about the first woman who made history as an NFL official. You nice. know, she, and, and I mean, that's a great post. It's led to some great discussions, um, you know, and, and, but she has nothing to do with the NFL or anything like that. It was just something that she thought was interesting. But, you know, it, 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 so it's, it is something that I think people forget is, you know, we can bring some of those personal things in there. Um, you know, great thing, you know, share, say your alma mater, you know, if, if something big happens to them, you know, I happen to be connected with lots of people who are Clemson people. So, you know, needless to say, <laughs> there were lots excited. of posts about them, um, you know, and oh, poor Alabama. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it is things where you can share those things, but, you know, a trend obviously more towards the, the business type of things. Exactly. I, I think 
as a rule of thumb, for example, maybe 15%, uh, 20% of your posts mm-hmm. uh, should be more, let's call them personal. Right. Or I, There's a word I use, uh, pro-personal, right? Mm-hmm. The combination of personal right. and mm-hmm. professional. And, and so if you think about that, if you're posting three times a week, that means like every other week, mm-hmm. maybe something of that pro-personal nature comes right. in. And that's about right. Mm-hmm. Well, what are some other mistakes that, that you see people make on LinkedIn? Because you've been doing this a long time. I actually looked, I, you know, where was, where was my thing? Because I looked up real quick. I've been, let's see, I joined LinkedIn in 2005. Um, oh, boy. And, so, and I have one of those low numbers. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so what are some of the other mistakes that you see people make? Well, again, how many hours do we have? I know, I know. Wait, and I'm, so, I'm sorry, what, when, what day did you join? Well, let me see. Uh, let me go back in here because, okay, so I had to remember. I was actually looking for the number. Because um, okay. I don't think they tell us the number anymore, but I've got my There's start. a way to find it somewhere, and, and I used to see that. But, okay, so member since January 17th, 2005. Oh, my gosh, it's my anniversary today. Ah, isn't oh, that funny? That's awesome. <laughs> you know what? You beat me. You beat me. Yay. I've only been a member since September 10th, 2005. Oh, yay. yay. <laughs> this but is really fun. I had no idea this was my anniversary date. How bizarre. That's awesome. But mm-hmm. I, I did start uh, training people on it about in 2007. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been a while. Um, oh, boy, did we digress there. But <laughs> yeah, right? All these young whippersnappers. And actually, it's, it's interesting to think, though, that the platform is still so new. Right. And I think that... Um, Sometimes, since I have been, I've been training people for over a decade, it still kind of blows my mind how, how many mistakes people do make. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, we're still wrestling like th- with this. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about what it, what it was like 10 years after they invented airplanes, they, mm-hmm. they didn't have the infrastructure they do now. They're still figuring things out. Um, I, I think the biggest mistake that people make, and, and this, if, if it really underlies pretty much everything else, is that they don't think strategically about how LinkedIn as a platform Mm -hmm. can help them do what they're already doing. Okay. Meaning, if you are in sales, let's say an example, this is a tool that you can use to create a a platform where you share content about yourself Mm -hmm. and about your product and about your field, and you can create and establish trust and credibility. Mm-hmm. If you're uh, an entrepreneur, this is a tool that you can use again to tell the story of your company and maybe attract the the right people to come partner with you and invest in you. If you're an executive, you, this is a tool that you can use to kind of share the vision that you have for your organization, what's important. That's how you can create culture. So you have to think, why am I here? I don't think that you should just be on LinkedIn because it's there. Right. And, and that's, you know, for example, with profiles, one of the biggest mistakes people make with their profile then is going, well, I don't know why I'm here. So I did just cut and paste my resume. Mm-hmm. Right. And instead of going, this is a, let I me mean, think about this for a second. 10, 20 years ago, it would have been amazing for us to have our own personal website where we could share our story about our, our career and mm-hmm. what we want to do and where we're going. That would have been amazing. I, I remember being in college and my roommate, who was a lot smarter than I was, designed his first webpage. And so I had a, a webpage in 1994. 
Mm-hmm. And we were super excited when we could change the color of the background. Right. Now you have it. You have your this super robust personal professional website all about mm-hmm. you. Take advantage of it. So right. having that strategic um, conversation with yourself, who is my audience? What am I trying to tell them? What am I trying to do when my audience knows that about me? What's the message I want to share? Mm-hmm. If you answer those questions on a strategic level, the tactics are a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And also the tactics are going to continue to change, right? When we joined in 2005, this, the, the platform looked and acted a lot different. Right. It, and it really was basically the place where you cut and pasted your resume. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly right. And that I think is probably one of the worst legacies of LinkedIn is because when it did start, I mean, they, they started it because they wanted to make sure that the, this group of Silicon Valley engineers and coders and whatnot could, they, they tended to jump around from job to job to job. So mm-hmm. wouldn't it be great if they could update their contact info and their resume to get you know new freelance work? Mm-hmm. But because that is the genesis of LinkedIn, too often people still think about it as their resume. Right. And even, and I tell this to job seekers all the time, if you want to get a job through LinkedIn, you can't have your resume. Mm -hmm. You got to tell the story. You got to say, this is, this is where I've been. This is where I want to go. And this is how I can help you and your company get where you want to go. So Mm -hmm. hire me. Yeah. And you can't do that in a resume. Right, And and so that's why LinkedIn is so important. I tell people all the time, you know, take, if if you're, you know, doing, if you're looking for a job, you know, kind of start with your resume, but then expand it on LinkedIn. That's where you tell the stories. Yep. I use the highfalutin word narrative all the time when talking Mm -hmm. with clients. And I say, this is the narrative of your career. Mm -hmm. Even looking at something, uh, again, tactically, you look at the experience section, which a lot of people think is just their resume. I put Mm -hmm. where I worked, the dates, and this is the bullet points of what I did. Mm -hmm. Versus somebody saying, hey, I worked at this job 15 years ago, but I got this experience working with this type of customer or working on this type of project. Right. And then I moved into this role where I was in, involved with this kind of situation and I got this experience in this role. Mm-hmm. Then somebody who wants to hire you looks back at that and goes, oh, okay, I see what this person's about. I see what they can bring to our organization. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that narrative becomes really powerful. Right. You know, and... It is something that I think so many people, you know, we're, we've kind of alluded to it, but it's, it, you know, and, and you mentioned the fact it's your personal website, you know, it's, it, and so it's all about, and, you know, I always tell people, okay, you know, but it could go away. So, you know, have your own personal website out there, but, you know, it, LinkedIn hopefully won't go away or it won't change so drastically like some of the other sites have done. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it is in many cases, the first interaction people have with you. You know, especially in a business context, if I'm going to have a business meeting with somebody I've never met before, the first thing I do is I go to LinkedIn and and I look them up, you know, and and especially if (laughs) somebody is applying for a job, you know, that HR person, that recruiter, they're going to LinkedIn to look them up first. So it is your first impression. It's your, you know, digital online first impression. And so what is your personal brand? What are people going to see when they go to LinkedIn? Exactly, because they're going to. I think if you want to look at a huge mistake people make is they think that their profile is not important. Right. They might be a person who doesn't go on LinkedIn a lot. Mm-hmm. And so since they don't do it, they don't think other people do it. Mm-hmm. 
I was talking to a sales team the other day and like in, in the meeting, I'm actually pulling up their LinkedIn profiles and going, okay, if, if you reached out to a customer and they're like, well, I, I don't know if I want to have a meeting with Kyle, I'm going to look them up. This is what they see. Right. Would you want to work with this person? And the, Kyle was like, no, probably right. not. Well, and how many times is it out of date? And they're like, well, wait a minute. Kyle doesn't even say he works for that company. <laughs> right. You know, it, it, the analogy would be online dating, right? Mm-hmm. Where that is, as you said, it's the first impression. Uh, one of the things I often talk about is that in this hyper-connected world, the, the trust pyramid has been inverted. Mm-hmm where what we used to do is extend provisional trust, right? right? So I don't know you very well, but let's say I was referred to you by a friend. Mm -hmm. So you and I are going to start a relationship and I'm going to extend again the fact that, well, you know, my friend, I'm going to give you some credibility and trust and then we'll build from there. Mm -hmm. Now, if if I'm going to do business with you and I do the same thing, I look somebody up online and I look at their LinkedIn profile and I'm going to decide whether or not to trust you or give you credibility based on that before I ever interact with you. Mm-hmm. And what so many of us don't realize is that we have a hole in, in, in our funnel, so to speak. Again, right. whether we're selling or trying to get a job or whatever, because that person you'd love to connect with isn't going to call you up and say, hey, I uh, looked at your LinkedIn profile. It was horrible. So that's why I'm not going to hire you. Mm-hmm. They just don't engage at all. Right. Yeah. And, and you're like, well, did you even hear from me? You know, yeah. They, they see no point in interacting with you. Exactly. And so we have to think about, you mentioned personal brand, which is uh, definitely kind of a buzzword right now, but it's, it's as simple as thinking, how do other people view me? Right. And when they do look at me, what do they see? Mm-hmm. I tell this people all the time, hey, if you don't ever want to post on LinkedIn once, that's your prerogative. You, you control that. Mm-hmm. You don't control if people are going to look you up. Right. Right? You have to have a good LinkedIn profile because mm-hmm. if I look you up and I can't, what if I can't even find you? Mm-hmm. You're not a real professional. You're not a real person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and especially if you, it's more of an executive level position you know, that, that you have told me you have. I'm thinking now, wait a minute, you should be on LinkedIn. Right. And in fact, we're seeing this now where uh, a lot of the C-suite has to engage socially to a much higher degree than ever mm-hmm. before. Right. Uh, five years ago, even, they're like, eh, I'm a CEO, I'm a COO, CM, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. The level of transparency that people expect is, has grown exponentially. So yeah, if you are in a leadership position, you can't say, well, I don't really deal with customers, so it's not important. It doesn't matter right? You set the, the tone. You are a model mm-hmm. for not only all of your employees, but all of your potential employees, all of your customers, just as important. Right. To be on there. Yeah. You know, and, and that kind of comes back to, to what we were saying at the start is so many people think, well, it's, you just use LinkedIn when you're looking for a job. No, you know, you need to be using it throughout your career because someday you might actually be looking for a job and you want to have built that up. But you know, you might not be, you know, but you want to be that thought leader. I mean, you know, and, and I mean, some of the biggest names in the world use LinkedIn fairly often, Bill Gates, Richard Branson, people like that, because it's, it's a way where they can personally get their messages out there as them, not as their companies, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's kind of sometimes where a lot of people do have to make sure that they're, they're having, a, you know, drawing that line. 
but they're able then to to talk about it. like Bill Gates talks about all of his philanthropic um, efforts. That's really what he focuses on on LinkedIn. Yep. And so he's continue. You know, he's not looking for a job, folks. He doesn't need to look for a job. <laughs> um, you know, I but think he, he's okay. Yeah, yeah. He's you know, he, he, Microsoft could even fire him and he'd still be okay. Um, but you know. It, it, it is for people who want to be, you know, another one of those buzzwords, those thought leaders. You know, they want to be getting their information out there. And, and as that CEO, as that, you know, senior executive, don't you want that? I mean, now there are people who are like, no, uh-uh, no, I'm just going to work. I don't know. And that's fine. But, you know, we, we really should be wanting to share our knowledge, our in the general term here, um, you know, and, and getting that out there. And LinkedIn is, is the best place to be doing that. Absolutely. And let me um, suggest that there's a middle ground because mm-hmm. this is something that uh, I think a lot of people, they, they'll they hear what you just said and they actually turn their brains off. Right. And the reason and why is, them. right. And they go, thought leader, you know, Brands and Gates. Well, I, I'm not that. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's people like you or me, and I think we actually make it worse mm-hmm. because we are actively engaged in, in creating content and sharing our expertise mm-hmm. in developing that expertise and then putting it out there. Um, I think that another way of looking at this for most people, and to your point, by the way, LinkedIn for thought leadership, for kind of planting that flag, super powerful. Mm-hmm. But for everybody else, think about being a micro-influencer, mm-hmm. meaning you're not trying to be a thought leader. and You're not trying to have thousands and thousands and thousands of followers on LinkedIn or any social platform. But what about influencing the 100, the 200, 300 people who are going to be important in your career? Right. That might be the people in your corporation, the ones that could possibly give you a promotion down the line. Mm-hmm. It might be your, uh, your closest colleagues. It might be, if you're an attorney, maybe it's the, the other attorneys in your field, in your town, whatever it is, but just making sure that that couple hundred people know who you are and what you do. That's all for most professionals. That's all they need to do. And just mm-hmm. doing that will skyrocket their careers in ways they don't even understand. Right. You know, and, and you mentioned kind of that microcosm. You can be influential in your community. You know, and and maybe you're, you know, a a member of several business organizations or whatever. You can be talking about those, uh, you know, all these various things. You know, you're not influencing the world, but you're influencing the people that are important to you. Exactly. Exactly. It's just figure out who that that world is that you care about. And it doesn't even matter how big you want to get. I always find it funny as somebody who writes and speaks about sales, social media, relationship building. I continuously come across other authors and speakers and coaches in this space because there's so many of us. Mm-hmm. So even though you might think, "Wow, the, the, it's such a um, it's such a big pool," well, we're all actually in really small worlds, mm-hmm. right? And so just make sure that your small world knows what you're about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's the big fish, small pond, or Big fish, no, little fish, big pond. Wait a minute, I've got that wrong. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. There, there are the, the Bill Gates, the Richard Bransons, that they're the big fish in the big pond. Um, you know, and, and we're not going to be like that. And we don't want to be, you know, really, seriously. I do, you know, okay, can I have my own jet? Sure, maybe. But um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I just want to influence 
the, the, you know, the people around me for, you know, hopefully for good, um, you know, but, but it is about, you know, giving them information that I think they would find beneficial. Yep. That's exactly right. Well, I'm, I'm going to talk about one of my biggest pet peeves and that's the, the requests to connect. <laughs> and I see this every day. I mean, I'm, I must get four or five requests to connect every day. They don't personalize them. You know, always, always personalize. Now, the tricky thing is if you're doing, like if you're on LinkedIn and you're sending a request to connect from, say, an iPad or a mobile device, you don't always get the chance to personalize it. it right. And, and goes off. So, um, but it, what's worse to me are the people who immediately try to sell me something. Yeah. And, you know, and that just drives me nuts because it's like, no, no, that's, that is not why you are here or it, or it shouldn't be. Um, you know, I had a guy just yesterday who sent me this wonderful request to connect and he said, you know, something along the lines of, it's funny, I can't get LinkedIn to come up now or I tell you what it says. Um, but he said something along the lines of, I looked at your profile and, and it, and it, it did not do the, you know, you're pretty type of thing, you know, <laughs> which you get those two. But he said, you know, I looked at your profile. I really like some of the content you're posted. He referred directly to some of the things. So I mm -hmm. knew he had looked at it. He said, we have a lot of mutual connections. I looked, yes, we did. And he said, I have followed you, but I wanted to leave it up to you to connect if you found it beneficial. So I love that. I thought that was great. So I responded. I said, oh, my gosh, I love the fact that, that, you know, you took this approach. And, yes, I am more than happy to connect. And then 10 minutes later, I got the cut and paste, here's the product that I sell type right. of thing. And I was like, really, dude? You started off so good. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and it's just like, oh, you know, and, and especially when it's the cut and paste. It's like, okay. Um, you know, or the people who've never looked at my profile. I really love the people who want to help me with my social media. Have you not looked at the first couple lines of my profile? Right. Um, you know, and, and so that comes way back to building your network and developing relationships with people. Um, you know, we, we, when we're at a networking thing, you get somebody's business card. You might pay attention to it. You might not. But it's what they said to you that makes you want to decide if you want to put them in your Rolodex. Do people even have those? <laughs> but yeah, it, it is, it's that, that connection with them as opposed to they just hand you the business card. Yeah, that's that's uh, exactly right, and I think that using something like LinkedIn, for example, to prospect if you are in sales to find potential customers, it's super powerful. But you do have to approach it the right way. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I'm like you. I get those connection requests every day. Uh, I get a lot from people who want to uh, market for me. Mm -hmm. And it, just like you, I'm like, did yeah, you really? what mm -hmm. I do? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, the people who are, you know, I, I, I do a lot of speaking. They're like, hey, I want to get you 10 clients every month and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's seriously cut and paste and you mm -hmm. can just ignore them because if you do connect, the next three messages come in their little funnel. Right. Um, you, you, I don't want people to be afraid to reach out mm -hmm. but with these stories because I think that we can some people get too nervous and they go, right. well, I'm only going to connect with people that are my best friend, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. I love reaching out to people I don't know. Mm -hmm. But to your point, I'll say, hey, we're in the same world, right? Mm -hmm. We're, you know, I've got a very robust sales network here in Chicago and I will reach out to people. Hey, I see we've got some shared connections. Mm -hmm. We'd love to connect. I'm not trying, but to your point, I'm not trying to sell them anything right. yet. Mm -hmm. In the future, if I think I can help, absolutely. Right. I'll say, hey, oh, yeah. 
I see you've been, you just mm-hmm. posted this, uh, this, I actually just saw this the other day. Somebody, uh, posted their organization is now doing live events. Uh, of course I'm going to say, Hey, by the way, you know, if you need somebody, mm-hmm. right. this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Perfect. But yeah, you got to find that balance. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what it's all about. It's that old, you know, you, you wouldn't ask somebody to marry you within the first five minutes of meeting them. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you just really know. I know. You know, and, and there are people who they know that. But okay. You know, and and it, those really are the rare folks of the world, you know, and, and so it's, it's about dating, Truly. getting to know them a bit and then saying, okay, you know, let's, let's, let's go further with this. Exactly. So, you know, we, at the start of the program, we talked about the fact that many people, you know, they, they set up their LinkedIn, you know, they, and then they, they didn't do anything with it or maybe they're not on LinkedIn at all, you know, and, and, but, you know, in, in any case they're thinking, okay, you've, you've convinced me, you know, they're kind of grudgingly saying this to us. Okay. I know I need to do this. What are things that, that people who are either, you know, coming back to LinkedIn or who are just getting on LinkedIn, what are some things that you want to share with them? You know, the best place to start, as I mentioned, is to sit down even for five or 10 minutes, maybe with somebody else, your friend, a colleague, uh, whoever it might be, and actually figure out what you're trying to do on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, that is going to be parallel with what you're trying to do in your job. Right. Right. Are you trying to find a job? Are you trying to get customers? You're just trying to, you know, work on projects, to work internally, whatever it is. But figure out what you're trying to do. I always, mm-hmm. again, ask this, what, what role am I trying to complete uh, or how am I trying to complete my, my role? Who is the audience I need to communicate with and what message do I want to share with them, mm-hmm. right? So, some, so very simple. After that, then, you, then I always help people to really spend some time on their profile mm-hmm. because even all of your content, everything points back to that. Right. And the, the three big things, Look at your summary, look at your photo, and look at your headline, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe your experience section. And make sure that do not skimp. If you, you've, you've got a lot of space there, folks, in, in most cases. Yeah, and, and spend the time and energy making sure that it look. The, the question I always ask is, if you came to your profile and you did not know that person, would you, would you want to do business with mm-hmm. them? Are they credible? Are they credible, trustworthy, uh, professional? Uh, you know, do they look like they know what they're doing? Right. So, so, th- and it's not sexy to say that because we, you and I talked, for example, today a lot about content sharing mm-hmm. and engaging. That's fantastic, but if you don't have a good foundation, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So, I, I do think that is the place to start. If you're going, well, well, D, I don't have the time to do that. Ten minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Take ten minutes a day for a week. Do one thing each day. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna look for a photo. I'm gonna mm-hmm. change my headline. I'm gonna write some ideas for the summary. That is a huge, mm-hmm. huge uh, move forward. And then when you are ready to share content, if you're not doing anything, um, what I suggest to people is jump on LinkedIn three times a week for five minutes. Fifteen. That's it, right? Fifteen minutes right. in the 15 entire week. Fifteen minutes a week. Mm-hmm. And that, and, and put, put a, a little reminder in your calendar, a little ding and go, okay, I've got to read through the newsfeed. I'm going to click like on a couple things and then maybe I'll post a piece mm-hmm. of content. And then well, and when we spend hour, hours a day on Facebook, folks, you know, we should be able to do 15 minutes a week on, on LinkedIn. Yeah. And 
don't get me started about Facebook, but uh, <laughs> I have some pretty strong opinions on it. Um, ask yourself, I mean, do you want to move your career forward? Mm-hmm. And if you do, stop. Yeah, put, put face, Facebook aside for a few mm-hmm. minutes um, and stop looking at kitten videos. <laughs> I mean, I love kitten videos. Don't get me wrong. I could watch them all day. But you can skip one and spend that time on LinkedIn. Yeah. And, and I really, and what people I think don't understand, so I'm going to use myself as an example. I am very active on LinkedIn. I, I mean, I need to for, for my role. Um, you know, I've got a very large network. I engage mm-hmm. with a lot of people. I'm still only on it maybe 10 or 15 minutes a day wow. max. Mm-hmm. Unless I, I will say, unless I'm actively doing, for example, prospecting, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm mm-hmm. looking to build my network, if I'm looking for potential clients, that kind of stuff, if I, there's a project I'm working on. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's, it's not a huge time investment. Um, and I, uh, you know, I, I do know what I'm looking for. I do know how to post quickly, all that kind of good stuff. But man, I'm in and I'm out and I get a huge amount of return mm-hmm. from that time. Well, and the cool thing about LinkedIn is it's more difficult to get distracted with the cute cat videos. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it, that's why Facebook is such a time suck. You know, we we get on there <clears throat> and we're clicking the cute cat videos and people's grandkids pictures and and all of those things. On LinkedIn, if you get sidetracked, it's probably a, a professional thing. You're like, oh, that's a good article to read. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's useful. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, let's face it. We, we all know, and if you don't, I'll be the one to tell you, Facebook is designed for one thing and one thing only to keep you on the platform. Right. Not for your own better, betterment, so mm-hmm. they can get your information, they can sell you ads, all that stuff, and that's fine. Let's just have eyes wide open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you do that same thing on LinkedIn, oh my goodness, you, you dove into ways to improve as a professional. Right. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, you know, we've got just a couple minutes left. So what would be some final thoughts you want to leave with people? So some final thoughts. Um, This depends on, of course, what your relationship is with social media and LinkedIn. But what I tell audiences all the time is this is not going away. Mm -hmm. The genie will never go back in the bottle. LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, the platforms may change, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen that happen over the right. course of our life, uh, their lifetimes already. They will continue to evolve. Again, we're still settling into understanding what this digital communication really means for us in our careers, mm-hmm. but it's not going away. So if you can understand how to harness it to build relationships, to improve your career prospects, no matter what happens on the technical side, no matter what features get added or taken away from LinkedIn or anything else, you are going to be able to harness those to help your career. Mm -hmm. And conversely, if you don't, you will fall further and further behind. Right. Digital literacy is becoming a, it's becoming table stakes. Mm -hmm. You just need to have it. And so it's not, it's not a huge learning curve. There is some, but the investment of five or 10 hours in 2019 mm-hmm. will have such a huge return. Uh, and, and I think if you start there you, and then really start to invest, you'll see really good things happen. So that, that's my final uh, rant, diatribe. Uh, <laughs> Words of wisdom. 
evangelization <laughs> for LinkedIn. And by the way, I don't work for LinkedIn, so I don't, I don't yeah, care. Full disclaimer, full disclaimer, but, nothing to disclaim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but don't, don't just gloss over this. We can't anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, tell us how people find you and connect with you online. Well, there is this platform called LinkedIn. Uh, I am there, you know, at least 10 or 15 minutes every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, more, you're more than welcome to, if you're listening, to reach out and connect with me there. Uh, LinkedIn.com slash in slash I-M-D-Fish, I-A-M-D-F-I-S-H, or just search David J.P. Fisher. Um, I also have a landing page just for your listeners. If you go to davidjpfisher.com slash podcast slash power hour, and they can get my guide to profile optimization. They can find out all the information about uh, my books, um, all kinds of cool stuff about how to build more and more effective business relationships. And uh, so that's a good place to find everything. Uh, And Twitter. I do spend some time connecting with people on Twitter. I'm at dfishrockstar. Perfect. I love it. Well, we definitely have to do this more often than every 18 months. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, we Anytime. I look forward to, to talking with you again. I am Deb Creer. I've been having a fabulous time talking about LinkedIn with D Fish or David J.P. Fisher. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.